Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's service. We begin our service with the centering verse. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. stand for the invocation and prayer. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by your very presence, which we Perfectly love you and praise your holy name now and forever. Amen. Gracious God, make each one of us an instrument of your grace. Wave us into a community that is tender and caring. Bless us in our differences your holy loving kindness. Help us to stand together. We call on you today to gather us in your love. Lead us to a better known of you and glorify you on each step of the journey of our lives. In your name and in your grace, Today's reading is from the Epistle to the Romans, chapter 10, verses 11 through 15. The scripture says, No one who believes in him will be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. Well, I can't believe it. It is almost the month of June. (laughs) Like, let's all just let that sink in for a moment. And I think I've been marking my days at different events as we've been leading forward. And my next event coming up is a wedding. A wedding between two of my friends, my friend Aaron and my friend Tim. And their wedding is June 8th, so we've got a little less than two weeks. And I am the maid of honor. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I've done weddings before. I've had my own wedding before, but serving in this role seems a little bit more stressful. I don't know if you've done that before, but I'm kind of working through my own checklist of the things that I need to do, but also trying to support the bride. Thankfully, she's not one of those bridezilla types, but I want her to feel loved and feel like this moment and this time has been really memorable for her. So I've already been working on a to-do list. So I've completed all sorts of things. 
We got to scout a venue with the bride and the groom. I went with her and her mom to buy her dress. I sent in my RSVP card and early because I didn't want to be one of those people. I remember them from my wedding. And then I planned super cool, definitely not embarrassing games for her shower. Bought an appropriately sentimental and thoughtful gift for her shower as well. Bought my dress, booked a place to stay. Okay, so we're doing well, right? So now we're in the nitty gritty of the to-do list. In no particular order, here are my items. Wrap our gift and sign our card. Coordinate my husband's outfit, because clearly we should go together. Write a memorable, thoughtful, and a little bit mushy uh, Mo speech, because you want that to be memorable for her. And the last one is the hair and nail appointments. Now that seems kind of odd in the mix of that, but maybe society has told me uh, different things about beauty that this is actually really important. And I know that I don't want to be the, the person in the bridal party that stands out, you know, like that looks a little bit disheveled, like she didn't quite get her stuff together for the day. So I am hoping that this will put my whole look together. So I've made these appointments where my hair will be swept up as if wind-blown and effortless. Meanwhile, I will know there are 300 bobby pins and a wad of hairspray keeping it immobile. I'll get my nails painted to reflect the undertones of the wedding colors as I tiptoe around, praying that I don't chip them before the special day. And lastly, I'll bring my feet to a hot tub. It's actually pretty fun, but you subject your feet to scrutiny and polishing and trimming and buffing so that your skin looks like it's untouched and perfect and hasn't seen a tennis shoe in the last 12 years. The one that really gets me is the public foot washing. I, oh, okay, the pedicure, you know that one, right? Um, my husband and I have gone before and I think he was amazed. So if you haven't done it before, it's, a, it's an experience to be had. Doing this public foot washing is kind of strange because you go to this place and stick your feet in a tub that you trust that someone else cleaned and someone else rubs your feet and does all of the work. And then you kind of realize, this is kind of an intimate thing we're doing here. I don't even ask my husband to wash my feet at home. You remember that story though from Maundy Thursday, we use it often in the Christian church where Jesus washes the disciples' feet as a way to honor them and show his servant heart. Maybe you don't have those kind of existential crises when you go to the pedicure place, but sometimes I do. And have you ever really thought about feet? Just say that word with me, feet. Yeah, no one says like feet, right? Feet. Because Aside from knees and belly buttons, I think they're one of the weirdest parts of the body. They look kind of odd. They can smell sometimes, and they're often dirty, and they have calluses that say, you've put these to use. But feet are supposed to be an instrument. They're supposed to be a tool that we use to get from one place to another and to be able to do the things that we need to do for the day. And yet I walk into the pedicurist arena, the salon, and think, oh man, I hope she doesn't think X, Y, Z about me. 
because my feet tell a story. If you asked your pedicurist, he or she could tell you probably a lot about your life just by looking at your feet. Whether you are on your feet a lot, whether you get a lot of exercise, whether you most do your work inside or outside, in fact, they do tell a story. They tell a story about what we do with our time and, in part, what we value. Now, I'm a camp counselor at heart, and so I always think back to my days at camp leading young people. And we would try to tell these city kids who hadn't been to camp before that the dirt markings that they received during the week were a badge of honor. This is how you know you did something important. So as we would sit down in the dirt in God's creation, and we would tell them they are now part of the Dirty Butt Club, the DBC, or we would sit in our cabins and take out our baby wipes and wipe our ankles and our toes to get that thick layer of dirt off that said, we got dirty and did something today, we reminded them that that was just a thing that we did to say, this is what we were up to this morning or this afternoon. This morning's text is from the book of Romans chapter 10 and is often used as a, a jumping off point. You can see it in installations or ordinations of pastors because typically we are the ones who are called to bring good news in our own communities. But in fact, this call is not just one for pastors like myself, but for each one of us. And I love that at the very end, we get a call back to the book of Isaiah. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now, hopefully you heard that because I will never say beautiful and feet in the same sentence again. But I get the sentiment that out of this larger passage, that people come to faith not by their own doing, but by God's call alone. And that this has no exception or exclusion, rather. That God is a saving God for all. But how are they to hear and how are they to know the God that we love? And then comes the challenge that the very beauty of our feet is the beauty of the action God takes in us. We get to be part of a story where we share the stories of faith, those miraculous experiences that are a part of our own life, and get to tell others so that they might see and hear and know the goodness of God. And in doing so, we share a truth. We share that story, and our feet, those feet we talked about, are transformed. They are beautified by the very message that we carry. So as a reminder this morning, I invite you to take a look at your feet. Look at them right now. Take a look at your feet. And when you see these feet, whatever you might think of them, think about how God is using those wonderful instruments for God's glory in the world. So take a look at them and say, how beautiful are these feet, these instruments of God? Let us pray. God of all, we are grateful you use ordinary people, even us, to bring your good news to the world. Beautify our feet as we join in the ongoing story of the world. Let our feet do the talking as we walk with you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 
I invite you to rise as we continue with our prayers. Prayers are the collection of the voices of God's people. And so we invite you to take part in the prayers this morning. I will open our time of prayer and close it, but in the middle, I will offer a category, a, a topic for us to offer a word either aloud or in the silence of your hearts, someone or something that you are praying for. And I'll leave some space for that as we move from topic to topic and then close our time together. Let us pray. God of all grace and mercy, we give you thanks for the opportunity to be in your world, to be in your community in this place, and to offer our voices in thanks and gratitude, and to ask of you that you might be in our world, in our very midst. This morning we offer prayers for the church. We offer prayers for all of God's creation. For the world, our nations and our leaders, our community, and those that are in authority. For those in need in any way. And for this community at California Lutheran University. God of grace, we give you thanks for the instruments that you have given to us. Please help us to use them wisely, justly, and in ways that advocate for others, so that as your hands and feet, we might care and tend deeply to the needs of others and the needs of the world. It's in your name we pray. 